0: Okay, Jay, uh, are you ready for this thing? We're, we're heading off into our FPL tips and chips segment of the show. Now, again, to reiterate, if you are only joining the show right now, um, we have uh, everything that we're going to say right now. Obviously, we go into uh, a little bit more depth, our thoughts on the, on the games and the players that we will be mentioning in this segment in our full show. So if if you are really interested and would appreciate it if you did it, listen to the full show instead. So it doesn't seem like we're just firing off names at you without any uh rhyme or reason as to why and there is some method to the madness. Where well, you have missed out on Andreas, who we'll talk about just now. I think he actually gets to miss the praise because of his um commitments that he's had to attend to. So to reiterate, if you are jamming FPL, the Pods bragging rights league uh, remains open, it's free entry, free to play, bragging rights is up for grabs, and that is code G9 H2J, that is golf, nine for hotel to Juliet, now, Jay, uh, game week euros for last week, and it's quite sad, because the three of us, myself, you and Andreas, all made it into the top five, for this game week, so that, that he's actually missed out on this, I, I smashed uh, 73 points, um, Dion Fiss also smashed 73 points, so the two of us tied over there. I climbed 435,000 positions, uh, D climbed 628,000 positions. You smashed 71 climbing from, uh oh sorry, I moved from 1.4 to 1 million, nearly, nearly 1 million flat. Dion from 6.2 to 5.6, it's a little bit low, big D. You, you've got to do a little bit better than that. We expect to see you climbing quite a bit more. Jay, you moved from 2.371 million to 1.73 million. So 634,000 spot climb. Jock Tace, who's been on the show a couple of times and he was, uh, that, that Arsenal man, the tax man is his team. Uh, so tax man by, tax man by name and tax Man by nature, I believe it is. So if you are out there and we're talking about lynching people and you don't like paying your taxes, uh, go see the tax man. Maybe, uh, Maybe he'll he'll come at you too. He climbs under eighty nine thousand spots. And then Killer, who is maintaining uh on top of our bragging rights league, he had sixty-two points, climbing from twenty-one thousand to twenty thousand, and that Duran Lira, he also hit sixty-two points. So now what does that mean to our overall standings? Andreas Killis maintains his lead on top. He with his sixty two points, he's a total of eight hundred and ninety points. Uh, like I said, 20,000 in the world, practically 20,000 flat. Followed by Pumlani, our inaugural and reigning champion, uh, with P- PSM FC. He had 54 points. He's on f- 46,000 in the world. Imzin Kulu, he also from the, from the pod as well, Manchester United supporter. He had 60 points. So 63,000 in the world. Congratulations, guys. You know, maintain that and keep pushing to keep growing. Uh, Nick Curry, he's, he's had a little bit of a, a drop-off of late, but he uh, he had 49 points, so he's 130,000 in the world. And then Prashan Pallade, who was leading for, for quite some time, also, te- also dropping off a little bit. So come on, Prashant, We know you're a Liverpool man. You've been on the show. Expect to see you back in, in that top 100K. And he's uh, he is now on 847 points and 134,000 in the world. Jay... Tell me tell me tell me uh, your what were, what was your key to success this past week
1: well, I think Salah's single return where he just got the assist because i've played i've played against Solar the entire season well i shouldn't say the entire season but out of the thirteen game weeks, probably about seven or eight of those game weeks I've gone against Salah and um, he got a three th- uh, just one one return and going for Vardy. Jamie Vardy's two goals and the three bon, uh, you, you ended up getting two bonus points. Uh, that that set me apart, and uh, that's that's how I like to play. So it finally worked out, and then I brought in uh, Harvey Barnes, and he got an assist um, as well. And uh, then my double up on the on the Wolves' defense, so I got size as well as uh, Jose Sa in the Wolves' uh, goals. Uh, that that set me apart. Uh, for the gaming, I play my squad's very differential compared to the the template side. So when when it when it comes off, then I do have these jumps. However, when it doesn't, then I'll have the drops, which becomes inevitable. It seems.
0: Yeah, I I I was also with uh, uh He was still in my squad for for Wolves. Um, I think we were quite lucky though um, to to land up with that draw. Uh, like I said, we spoke earlier. Um that 0-0 draw, it could have very much been a Norwich game. So getting those defensive points in there. I captained uh I captained Salah. Um I nearly captained Jota, and I was like, Oh, I gotta captain Jota. Maybe oh, but what happens if Salah scores and I want to fall behind more, you know, that type of thing. So I played a little bit in fear. If I had captained the Jota, it would have been eight points more, it would have had eighty-one points. But it is what it is. Uh, and before we go into our game week superstar sneaky snipers, I have a jackal and Hyde players that I'm actually want to talk about. You know, the ones that could go either way, and then some social distancing players, uh, players that you want to keep out of your team. Um, did you take any hits this week, or have you made your transfers this week?
1: Well, I've taken out Wang out of the from Wolf side, and I brought in Callum Wilson for Newcastle.
0: Uh, and the question is, any hits? Just no the hits. One, just, the, just the one and you're going to stick by it?
1: Most likely. I, I, I don't see there's much out there on offer, but if there's something com- comes to mind, maybe you could give me a tip or two and I'll consider it, but uh, nothing at the top of mind just yet.
0: Okay, well, if, if we are considering things, we need to start to consider how far into... If, we, if we're going to look possibly at the next three to five games. Let's call it five games um right now. Here's some food for thought. Manchester United, yes, we speak about yes, they're gonna play Arsenal, but after that, they look to to have a little bit of a nice run following Crystal Palace, Norwich, Brentford, uh, then Brighton. So that could be favorable, you know, with the new manager, especially if there is a little bit more control within the team if the team starts working like a team. And, and you know, after Brighton, I don't want to say there, there's another relatively easy game. They will be playing uh, Newcastle, then Burnley, and then Wolves. So they, there is a really nice run for, for United from game week 15 to probably a game week 20 uh, that it might be worth getting on. Um, and this is one of the reasons, and I, I just... If one of my Jackal and Hyde players has to be Cristiano Ronaldo, um, I know I've, I've recently let them go from my FL team. There's a good chance if I can start to see some changes possibly by game week 16 walking into the Norwich game. If the work of the interim manager, Rolf Rednick, um, Ragnarick, sorry, Rednick, <laughs> Ragnarick comes in there and he yeah. actually, um, and and he he eventually gives structure to what seems to be eleven headless chickens running around in the field, and if that does arrive by game week fifteen sixteen, hopefully, I will I'll be able to make a call on where I land on the United assets. And I know we mentioned that earlier in the show. There is if that change does come in, it it offers a whole new dynamic to FPL players that you can put into your team. And uh, that's when it could get really interesting because United will be looking to go on to a run which is very favorable. But but dialing it back into the next five weeks or so, um uh, City have a relatively easy run as well. I mean so you you're looking at, at teams like that, and they've got Villa Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle. So now all of a sudden you're saying, Okay, am I gonna be able to find a city player that's going to get minutes. Foden didn't play the last match, right? That uh, he, he was eventually benched, but for the most part, he has played this season. At which point do you look at Foden because um, he's expected to be back? Now you know that Pep isn't going to just just uh, start players that are coming back to fitness. He wants a, he's got enough squad depth. So you don't expect him to play this week. But then you need to be looking long-term. Uh, so uh, this, again, uh, Foden falls into my uh, other jackal and Hyde play. You don't really know what to expect. Foden will come from a place where you don't know if he's going to play. You're pretty certain is going to start this weekend. But you don't know how the team is going to play. What changes have been made? Maybe he only plays well in Europe. You did mention how excellent he has been in Europe.
1: I think I think I think it's a wait and see with regards to to Foden. Um, there's a lot of games coming up. I think it it becomes easier from an FBL point of view to to roll to roll a transfer, build up two two in the bank, and then make the changes because the games come thick and fast. I think as I as I alluded to in, in the May part is that. Um, the bench and squad depth is going to be important because there's going to be players rested and even big names. Um, We've seen it, uh, I think, around the Christmas period or leading up to those games over the Christmas period. Even someone like Mohamed Salah got rested um, in the last few seasons. So um, you're going to need to have that. And and that could probably set you apart. rather Instead of having um, six or seven players, then some of your average or... Lesser known players in terms of FPL performance, they could come in and and maybe get a haul, and that changes your changes your your ranking in your um, in your mini leagues. So I think it's it's probably something to look at. And so give it some time, um, roll if, roll and bank the transfers, and then uh, to, to your point, Leighton, I think the Fodens uh, probably could even put in Marius in in that category. Uh, we don't know what to expect, but once you see mm-hmm. them and. All of them have a a massive haul in them over that Christmas uh, period because there are players who come alive over over the Christmas period. I don't know what it is, whether it's turkey. Whether I, they I think I know what goal. it is.
0: I I I think because the here's the thing. Okay, the smaller teams that don't have squad depth are going to be playing their first eleven week in week out or game week in game week out. Uh, and that makes him susceptible to fatigue, which allows big squads, uh, teams with big squads, uh, big squad depth to rotate their players, have fresher players to go out there and smash. It That's probably where the those big teams can pounce on. And the flip side to that coin from an FPL perspective is, do we hold on to, um, do we start... Bringing in players from the smaller teams that we know is going to get minutes every single game. Do do you sacrifice the potential super high returns to have guaranteed minutes? For example, I think that's the
1: balance that's the balance you got to find. But it doesn't necessarily have to be have to be really um, no name or, or lesser known or low potential. I'm talking like Cornet
0: from Burnley. Think.
1: I, I, what I was about to say is, you, you think of for Jamie Vardy, he's going to play, he's going to start, he's probably going to play. If there's ten games in the, in the next run, he's probably going to play nine, minimum eight of those games. And even if if he doesn't start, he's going to come off the bench um, in those games. So I think in certain teams there are those are those players that that they you think of for Chris Wood in Burnley. You mentioned yeah, you mentioned corner at, at, at Burnley, um, but the, the, the lesser teams are Callum Wilson injury. Injury uh, forbidding that he that he that he makes it um, Rafinha. So you got to find the balance. You you don't mm. want to as well as forego a player that's going to haul massively uh, and then probably be uh, sit out. And you can think of probably Cristiano Ronaldo uh, in that mix. So against Norwich he, he comes on and gets or he gets a hat trick in that, and most likely he could be rested. So I think those players who've been playing for a while um, FBL, uh, you should be able to find that balance. Uh, to have those, but as I said, um, if you have some sort of bench strength and some of the bigger name players, so can you imagine Salah being, Sala being rested and you've gone and captained somebody else and get getting someone off the bench, it makes a massive difference in your mini leagues and your and your rank rise. So it's a big opportunity this festive period for people to improve in their mini leagues.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you uh, a little inside track to you and the millions and millions and millions of listeners that uh, uh, millions of uh, FPL fans as well, that, or players that don't listen to the show. Um, they don't know that when AFCON starts, I'm dropping Salah from my team. I'm going to get my value on him, uh, whatever value increase I've made. and He doesn't play for five weeks. Hopefully his value drops and I pick him up uh, at a, at a half decent price again. So that's, uh, that's most likely what I'm gonna do. But that, uh, that's, I think, back at game week 20. Uh, so we've still got five game weeks before that. Um, talking about Salah being rested, Liverpool have got Everton, Wolves, Villa, Newcastle, Tottenham, Leeds. So not the most difficult run, but also not the easiest, not as, as easy as, you might consider uh cities once they've passed Villa, they've got Watford Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, I don't know. Uh tit for tat there, I suppose. Um so there is some um, there is uh, there is places where we're gonna be able to find players and I think you're right. I, I will I would pick out some some premium players or some high ceiling players. Uh, along in the mix with some players that's guaranteed to get minutes. And I'd probably be looking at 15 possible starters uh during that time. So you'll probably want to gear your FPL team to that. Now, I have, at this very moment in time, if I look at my team, I have 14 starters, I believe, barring no injuries in my squad. I'll tell you I'll tell you what my my squad currently looks like right now. I've got uh, the Hugo Lloris in goals, Alexander Arnold, uh, Reece James and Marcus Alonso in defense. My midfield is Saka, Salah, Jota, Madison and my forwards is Benteke, Vardy, Jimenez. And then on the bench I got Ramsdale, Duffy, Williams and Townsend. So guaranteed starters apart from Duffy well, at least you'd think there'd be guaranteed starters. Um, that also takes into account the Firmino injury yeah, at uh, at Liverpool.
1: I've got I've got twelve um, Williams, Brendan Williams of Norwich. I mean, he got seven points last game. Crazy, and eh? I had him as third as my third sub. Uh, so the, him him, I don't know. And then Manquillo seems to be out of um,
0: favor again.
1: Uh, out of favour with uh, Eddie Howe. So I don't know if Ben Keogh gets some game time. And then I've got Angus Gunn as my dead keeper on the bench. But again, I think uh, as we get into the, the business end of the season, then we've got to start looking at um, double game weeks, et cetera. So we're going to have to look at that. So probably the likes of Loris uh, or a um, Spurs defender coming in so we can capitalise on that towards the running.
0: Okay, so,
1: Jay- so We're not yet halfway through, so it uh-huh. still gives me some sort of confidence. I mean, 13 game mix in, and uh, I finally got some sort of a run. So hopefully the momentum carries me through um, to get in. I think I wanted a, a top top 20k finish, if, I was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, no, that's still possible, but uh, all right now I'll settle in a top 100k finish uh, for the season.
0: Yeah. Okay I I'm still in for incremental increases uh last season I went to finish in the top 10% I managed that uh this season's goal was top 5% so uh I probably have to finish roughly where I finished last season just by the by uh it was after game week 14 last season I was at 4.5 million I made it down to 460,000 in the world so now I'm walking in a about a million flat right now, walking into this game week, so uh, definite an improvement. So after this game week, I'll, I'll compare it to where I was last season, and then probably adjust goals from from there. So there, there is many things that is coming. Uh, one of them is uh, the captain talk that we have to have. Um, I have got sure, I've got a bunch of players on my team that that I could captain. Uh but I'm gonna throw some captain names out at you and I'm not gonna mention defenders just yet as captains, although there is really good good reason to to say hey you could captain a defender this week and we're gonna throw them in the sneaky snipers. But currently I've got Salah, Jota, Vardy, and Son for uh for Spurs. Your game yeah, is
1: I think I think yeah I think well if you if you're not capturing Salah I mean what are you smoking these days because I mean he's but I don't play the I don't play FPL that way so I think uh, definitely I think definitely um, Jamie Vardy is still lurking there and I, I think on the main pod I discussed that I could see Man City taking
0: uh, Villa taking.
1: Part. Uh, well, apart, it's part just going to be which Man City player comes uh, comes out on the right end of it, and that's that's the difficult thing there. So you could look at a Man City player. You've mentioned Gundogan. Gundogan could be uh, a possible captaincy, but yes, I think Salah generally is a no-brainer. Uh, I just don't. I think that the think you are right that the derby is a tough call but whenever we've done that against Salah, it seems uh, he's come out with he's playing a big top 6 team whoever it is he's just come out and, and really really shot the lights out in terms of FPL. so i think uh, and then possibly uh, if you want, if you want to look a bit further than that i think rafinha seems to be the only choice at that, at that leeds if you're looking for a goal and he wouldn't be for too
0: captain much material up. for this week
1: so, if, yeah, so at the end of the day, I think where, where where Rafinha would stand out is the fact that he plays in midfield. So he gets the five. If it's a clean sheet, he gets the three. Uh, so I always like to captain a midfielder uh, if I have the option. And in that Leeds team, if I have to tell you if there's only going to be one goal, who's going to score that goal? The odds would say that it's going to be Rafinha. So yeah, I just don't see not, them keeping I mean, a
0: clean sheet like is, at all.
1: Uh, yeah, so he loses Yeah, so he loses that one there. Now we've, I think we've predicted that oh. they do lose. But at the end of the day, so as I said, I, I think along those lines as to where can you get a, where can you get the five and you double that to the ten, a, a goal, and, and who's the most likely candidate uh, to score that goal? And, and and again, I think your your son, your son or Tottenham pick could be could be could be on the money as well and then to be really optimistic then maybe even Callum Wilson against Norwich because again there's a lot more mm-hmm. at this time of the season especially when there's other things at stake like golden boots um like golden gloves etc um you start to think okay now who needs a goal who needs a win who needs to stay up and prevent relegation and the likes and uh, I think this game is very important for Newcastle. Hence, I brought in Callum Wilson. Uh, maybe I just don't like captaining early in the game week, but maybe I must bite the bullet and, and go for it and take my armband off, Hardy and go go to Callum Wilson as a proper Newcastle fan. Listening to Andreas's advice as well, seeing how well Newcastle uh, played against Arsenal, maybe I must do that and give Callum Wilson the opportunity. Yeah, it's in fact. It's, uh... in fact uh... In fact, I'm doing that as we speak. Cullen Cap- Wilson is now my captain. Okay.
0: But- um, maybe, maybe, maybe Andres spoke you into it. Um, I, I see. I see this thing. Uh, it does. It does not make sense to me. I'm just going to throw uh, some stats at you regarding the Arsenal Newcastle first half. That he spoke about. And maybe it's down to an eye test thing. Or maybe he's watching only... He wasn't really concentrating on the screen. You guys... When I say you guys, Newcastle obviously only had 22% uh, percent, uh, possession in the first half. You had four goal attempts, two on target compared to Arsenal's 12 and two on target. Uh, it was very... It, from From what I'm looking at statistically, very one-sided. So... Maybe Newcastle at times highlighted things for him. I, it's it's a very brave call, but I probably wouldn't make that one myself. I, I'm, I'm sitting between Vardy and uh, Jota for my captaincy for this week. I'm expecting Salah to bounce back. You know, there's a good chance that he could. It's just you seem like Vardy has this ability um, to go big, you know, and if he, he has... I mean he's just scored two goals the last time he he's he scored two goals in a patch it was one goal two goals one goal one goal so if he's on goal scoring form and if james Madison that's a big thing that's a that's a player that I've brought in if James Madison is playing at his um at at his very best, you know he's going to be feeding Vardy goals or be getting goals himself. I just think that less to have it in them. Uh, that's when my, my cat, I can see myself captaining, uh, Vardy. And maybe I'm just speaking it into belief because I have to believe my choice is right. But if you want to do the conservative thing, sell as your man. 100% all day. Put him in as captain. The sneaky sniper, uh, positions that, uh, could be standout captains must come from defense though. I have to believe it has to come from defense. And there's four of them that you could, that you could speak of. I can't, I mean, Rüdiger should have probably got a brace in the goal or a brace, uh, <laughs> in, you know, in the United game. Um, but you're looking at players like Marcus Alonso, Reese James and Trent Alexander Arnold. If, if Liverpool are keeping a clean sheet, you assume Chelsea is going to keep a clean sheet. There, there you go, you've already got the minutes and you've got the, the clean sheet. Assistant and a goal, or just an assist, or just a goal on top of that, you're, you're looking at, what's it, a minimum nine-point haul?
1: I think you can also add Cancelo into the mix um, yeah, but you as see, well. You,
0: you, that's yeah. because you believe that uh, they're going to go smash Villa. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be so... Yeah, they're probably... I don't... Yeah, I don't think they'll concede. I think you're right. Cancelo very much could be in there. The question is, the question is, does he start this game?
1: As I think I don't. I, I see Peppers playing a more, um, more solid, or more conservative in terms of his selection. So Kyle Walker plays a lot more, and uh, if Kyle Walker gets the rest, then Cancelo can play on the right on the right side as well. So. Not to belabor the point, I just think yeah, um, you're looking at probably the team. Uh, I'm going to say the the best team in the Premier League, currently still, uh, Manchester City. Um, they haven't been really tearing teams apart, but they do have the days, and it's been it's it's, it's coming. It's been bubbling. Yeah, I hear that. the question is, the does
0: Kinsella start? Yeah. Um yes. Can you okay, so you hundred percent yes. can you guarantee hundred percent he starts this game, considering that squad depth that City has the ability well, to rest. Pip said,
1: Pip, Pip said there's only 14 1st team players. The question is does Reese James start? Uh with Aspilaquetta there and, and the game's been a big game against Manchester United having just been played. Uh would we play be probably look at resting and rotating and keeping Reese James in for the weekend? So it can be said any of the teams lately. I think it's uh, no, because the games are so close the games are so close that uh, and if you've got if you've got depth uh, why not give the guys the opportunity so I think the only the only certainty is you're probably looking at a trend because there's not many people players that can fill the position if, if Milner was split you probably Milner will play in there and the coaches are looking to protect their squads um, as well but yeah I think uh, the, the, the Trent one the form it's a derby there's no way he doesn't play in the derby He'll be he'll be kicking down Klopp's door, being a proper um, scouts boy to get into. So he definitely starts. That that's a guarantee. Uh, injury will probably only be the reason why Trent couldn't start. So uh, as your sneaky snipers, I think probably Trent could be the the one to look at. There,
0: there is one more sneaky sniper which uh, you mentioned in the pod, and I'm gonna I'm gonna test your memory. Did you if you just said things? Um, he is a forward. Uh, 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 do do you know yet? Do you know who you said to me? Do, do you want to you want to hazard a guess at this?
1: Well, forward. So if 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 I recall, so I, I can Pulisic would be, but it's I don't know reclassifying Pulisic is one that I that I did mention that could that could come uh, could come good as well because he's looking and he's and he's come off the bench so he's his minutes has been well managed so he should be fresh. Um, anyone right, else? right uh,
0: team, wrong player. Bukaku, um, that's the yeah, one I, you mentioned I, I, that I wasn't, earlier. As
1: I wasn't, I wasn't as bullish, I wasn't as bullish on on Romelu as I think. I think Andres was a little bit more bullish on, on Romulu. I think uh, he generally needs uh, these injuries. He just needs uh, to get get his feet in into it uh, to uh, think because it's a big unit. So you got to warm him up like an old vintage car it seems so okay. um I like I like Christian Pulisic especially with the way that uh, Timo's missed so many <laughs> so maybe maybe it'll be Pulisic Lukaku starting uh the next game
0: You know you you know my fan my how, how much of a fan I am of Christian Pulisic I'm a massive fan massive fan I think he has got um tremendous abilities uh, it, again, he hasn't got the game time. Yes, it's because of his injuries. But if I was picking anyone out of Chelsea for those sneaky snipers, it would be in the defense. Um, Marcus Alonso is almost a certainty to to be the man that gets that gets that game time in. He plays inside the opposition's box for a defender. It's a, it's a very unique position that he takes up. Um, he, he, he does seem like the type of guy that doesn't need to fall back because he knows the, the rest of the defenders are going to do the job. So that will be on, on that one. Then Jay, um, what other sneaky snipers have you got, uh, on your list of people? I mean, I, I know I brought in James Madison into, into my team. Uh, and, you know, he could, he, he could be one of those guys, um, that, that could stand out, but, Again, Gundogan, man, he's another guy, and I think, I think tremendous things of Uh, uh I am a fan. Maybe it was just because of last season. Um, yeah, the who it is um, Wolves play again? Wolves play Burnley. Uh, so, and and that that's a game that you could possibly attack at. You could possibly attack at Burnley. I know Burnley do score a bunch of goals. Jimenez, Wang—they—they they might do okay, but I think Jimenez could uh, could get you know the ball into the back of the net. It could be there. Uh, I think the other the,
1: other name, the other name I have to put out because our backs against the wall has got to be Alan Saint Maxima I think uh, he could. It's now we at home. Uh, we we have everything to play for. It's the new coach. So um, as I said, I'm putting the captain's arm on on Callum Wilson. Um, I think if you're looking for another sneaky out left field, I mean, what bottom of the league team, Newcastle United. I'd probably consider, uh, Aaron St. Maxim. And then the last one would be the guy that's done nothing wrong. And I think we've, uh, Emmanuel Dennis from Watford. I, I think, think he's, he's injured. Uh, did he get the injury? Yeah. He did come off. He did come off. He did come off. Yeah. I'm not sure. It, it didn't look, it looked innocuous enough. Uh, but yeah, he's been, he's been tremendous for Watford. Um, as well, yeah. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry,
0: Andres wasn't on this pod because I remember having him. Well, he that he didn't make it this far. Him and I had the discussion about. Uh, I'm going to find it for him regarding Emmanuel Dennis and uh, Timo Puki, and I said Emmanuel Dennis does better than Puki, and uh, that's a good. It it it, it was a good find at that time. Um, I never hopped on it myself, with well for other reasons. Um, but, yes, the the problem is he you know, did take a knock. Then what happens if if you bring him into your side now? How long are you bringing him into your side for?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, but the, I think Watford, Watford's going to play a more uh, fearless brand of football under um, Claudio Ranieri. And we've seen From it already. So we... they're going to go at teams. They're going to go at teams. Um, no, they go me Chelsea, Brentford. City,
0: Brentford, Brentford uh, Burnley. So Chelsea, City, you you obviously don't want to pick them in yeah, him in right now,
1: yeah. yeah, and especially if there's any injury doubts. Uh, but I just mm. what I don't, what mm. I was what I was trying to bring about is that the fact that he I mean, we, we, he's done phenomenally well and uh, in this court, I think he, so. He's, I think there's one of only five players that's got um, five goals, five assists in twelve games or something like that. So I think yeah, I just wanted to to give him some credit and oh, some airtime yeah. that he's going, he's going under the radar there. And possibly, as I said, once this run is over, then you could probably probably look at
0: Bring look him. At, in. No, excellent, excellent choice over there. I, I do actually, um, when I see the Wolves fixtures change, uh, I had actually earmarked Emmanuel Dennis coming in for Raul Jimenez in my uh, fantasy team because uh, I do see that happening. The only other thing is Josh King... He's the guy who takes the penalties, even when Dennis is on the field.
1: Well, I think um, Ismaila Saw is the one that takes the penalties, but I'm not sure now after the two, after the two misses. Yeah, but he's uh, got. Like, we, don't they United. don't know when he's
0: coming back. I think. Let me just get the the last update they had on him. Um, on the 26th, they said the extent of his injury is still being evaluated. So that's a while back now, three days ago, is, is a lifetime in football. Um, potential return, the fourth. But uh, they don't really know regarding the knee injury. And, and you can never uh, rule out uh, an extended layoff period if it, if it is a knee injury. Those uh, those ones are are sometimes tough to come back from. So who knows? Who knows? Now, uh, players you'd social distance from, stay, stay away from this week. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis would actually be one of them. It'd be one of the guys that I would avoid purely based on, um, on knowing that after Chelsea, whether he is injured or not, they are playing City the, you know, a couple of days later. So maybe not the best time to get onto the Emmanuel Dennis train. Um, obviously, you know, Foden. I see again. Foden might be a player that I want to avoid because you don't know. You just don't. Know. I, I don't know. I, I, it's like I just throw in city team and say like you know avoid them all because you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't have specific players that I think that you would want to get away from. I think that would be uh, fixture related. Um, let's see over the next.
1: I think Everton I think no Everton Everton uh Everton players, don't you think? I think the entire yeah. Everton team you can social distance from.
0: Yeah, you're hundred percent right. I mean they've got Liverpool Arsenal, Crystal Palace in X three, so it's not an easy run. Uh Villa have a, a really tough uh, time. They go City, Leicester, Liverpool before they play Norwich, so I don't think you'd be looking at bringing in uh Villa players. No,
1: no Villa defense. No Villa defense, and obviously uh, Liverpool and Man City have been one of the most stingiest in terms of uh, conceding goals as well. So most likely Villa as well. makes that makes that list.
0: That social distance list. So 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 far, and once you've got past Wolves Burnley, okay. So not this week, but from then, you're, you're, the next game's Liverpool City. So don't go look to bring them in. Um, right now, I, I'd probably stay away from them if you have long-term aspirations, unless you want to get a Wolves player in for this game week and then switch them out, uh, for the upcoming week. Arsenal, they, they have a, they go United, Everton, Southampton, West Ham. So not the easiest run, but not the worst either. And yeah, so that's pretty, that's pretty much where I land on, where I land on those ones. Jay, uh, your point expectation for this week?
1: I'll be happy. I'll be happy if I get a, if I get sixty points out of this week. Uh, I've I haven't had the best of runs in FPL, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. So um, sixty points, I'll be. will t- gladly take that.
0: Okay. At this very moment in time, I've changed my captaincy from Diego Jota to James Vardy. Uh, so, uh, Mister Mister Jamie Vardy, uh, don't don't let me down. Um, do you think? He-
1: do you think he can score five? I, <laughs> I don't. Uh, with Jamie Vardy, anything's possible. I just don't. Uh, I don't see the Southampton defense as that that weak or that poor. Uh, having said that, I didn't. I didn't watch the Liverpool Southampton game, so I can't comment or,
0: on that. Uh, I do, I do want to throw out when Southampton got smashed by Leicester the last time. Southampton weren't doing all that bad until they arrived, uh, until Leicester pulled up. It could just be, it, was, it, it could just be their bogey a, team. It was, a,
1: it was a rainy night, and there was a red card in that, and after the play got sent off, was when Leicester got smashed.
0: But was it the so only it only time? What uh the, the, in their history? If we have to look at match history, let me just actually pull that up. Uh-huh. A Leicester versus uh, Southampton, head to head. Oh, where do we go? Um, past results. Okay, so so here we go. Um, Southampton got the win. Uh, from Southampton's perspective, yeah, they lost three. So they don't always actually. You're, you're right, and it's enough to No, that that's too far back. Let's uh, let's uh, let's bring it back. 30th of April was the last time they played. They they drew one-one. Uh, they lost to Leicester before that. They lost one 0 They lost 2 0 Back at uh, January January 2020, they won two-one. And prior to that was the nine old drubbing. So I think the nine nil just kind of lives in the head, and you think, okay, maybe they can do it every, every game week in and every game week out. Uh, there's a good chance that I go with Vardy as my vice captain. And see, I'll, I'll make that decision really late tomorrow. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe I land up with Marcus Alonso as my, as my captain for the game week. Who knows? Jay, I, I think uh, I think sixty points. Uh, is a realistic uh, aspiration for this game week. And I think because of the nature of the fixtures, 60 points will be pretty close to to average this game week. And you should be looking at possibly wanting to hit the 80, 80 or so points this game week. I think that will be an ideal target. 100% that's 100%. James, thank you once again for joining us on the show. To all the listeners, thank you for listening to the show. We'll catch you on the other side. Cheers, cheers.
1: Cheers.